101.5 FM WMFO in Medford. The show will be starting up in about 90 seconds. Hang in tightly as I get the fired up system going. And we got a we got a loaded program for you for an hour today, only because Game 5 of the NBA Finals is tonight at 9. And man got an engagement to take care of. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up in about 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. And a pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch Free Farm Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your Monday afternoon as we are now just hours away from Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. A massive game for the Boston Celtics as they hope to take a 3-2 series lead with Game 6 lurking on Thursday night here in Boston. I'm here with you for an hour today as I'll be talking to you primarily about the Celtics, my thoughts on tonight's game, what do the Celtics need to do in terms of trying to get a key road win here in this series in San Francisco, something that they last did in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. And we're gonna get started right away with this program to talk about the Celtics because there's a thought that I do have and I wanna share with you. And I wanna open the door for opportunity to have conversation about this particular matter because if anything else, I do think that if we're going to celebrate what we all hope will be title number 18 for the Boston Celtics in very short order within the next week or so, you need your best player to be the best player. You need Jason Tatum to be Jason Tatum. That is the bottom line. There is no if, ands, or buts about this. Part of the reason why tonight's Game 5 is so important is because Jason Tatum has not been your best player in this series. 
so far it's been Jalen Brown, and that's not the issue in terms of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has stepped up and played well, by and large part, here in the NBA Finals. But Jason Tatum has not had a good NBA Finals, and that is now rather proven to be very problematic for the Boston Celtics. Because you see, the Boston Celtics, they should be up three games to one right now instead of it being tied 2-2. And I'm at a point where if you're the Boston Celtics and you're Coach M.A. Odoka, you're looking at Tatum and you're saying to yourself, my guy, you are banged up where everybody's banged up right about now. But I would need you to absolutely get it together and carry this team, especially in the fourth quarter. It has got to start tonight. And yes, you can tell based on the tone of my voice that I am starting off the show with a sense of urgency, the same kind of sense of urgency that the Boston Celtics need to start and finish tonight in Game 5. Because bottom line, you need your best player to be your best player. There is no other way around it. You just need him to step up. Jason Tatum, the time is now. The time is not tomorrow or game six or never. No, the time is now. You need to step up in the NBA Finals. Otherwise, it is going to be a very difficult scenario in which the Boston Celtics win the championship without your best player being the best player in this series or stepping up in critical moments in the series. Something that we haven't seen from Jason Tatum as of yet. The show is just getting underway, and if you have any thoughts, you can call into the program at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show. So Celtic fans, let me ask you this. How are you feeling going into Game 5? And how critical is it for Jason Tatum to step up huge in tonight's Game 5? Well, here are my thoughts. I'm pounding particularly harder on the Jason Tatum drum extra today because in the NBA Finals, you've seen time and time again historically, you need your best player to be your best player in the NBA Finals in order to win championships. You talk about guys like LeBron James. We all know his his pedigree. NBA Finals MVP, winning multiple championships. It's only the exception that I use in regards to LeBron James. He was the best player on a Cavaliers team that had no damn business making it to the NBA Finals in 2007. He single-handedly carried the Cavaliers to the finals in 2007. Jason Tatum has a strong supporting cast surrounding him. There's no question in my mind in which that I look at Jason Tatum right now and I say, hey, Tatum, I need you to carry this team. Suck it up. Stop, you know, rub, like circling your shoulder and, you know, drop it in the, uh, the, the not-so-subtle message that, oh, my God, my shoulder is bothering me. I'm, I'm playing through it. Enough is enough with the crap. Stop it. Show up for your team. Play through it. 
Because I'm willing to bet right here, right now, that everyone who has played at least 90-something games combined between regular season and postseason, nobody's truly completely healthy. You're not the exception to this. You are not the exception rather than the rule. Everybody's banged up. But did that stop Kobe from performing at his best in the NBA Finals? No. Did it stop Michael Jordan from performing at his best in the NBA Finals? No. Did it stop Larry Bird from performing his best in the NBA Finals? No. Did it stop Magic Johnson or Wilt Chamberlain or or um, Charles Barkley or Tim Duncan, uh, any of those guys for winning championships? No. If you want your name to be looked upon as one of the greats in the NBA, you need to step up huge. And this is a massive game because nobody on either side wants to come back to Boston where game six is Thursday night and be down three games to two. The Celtics sure as hell, considering how they allowed game five, not game five, excuse me, game four to get away, they sure as hell won a strong bounce back game. Forget about who's refereeing the game. Don't worry about that. Focus on what you can't control. You can't control Jason Tatum in terms of, hey, man, I'm going to need you to wake up offensively and start carrying your load. You can control and limit the turnovers. That has been a killer for the Boston Celtics during this series. And that's not disrespecting the Golden State Warriors defensively. Because they are a good defensive team as well. They're not a bunch of cones set up, spreading even out in five different spots on the court. That's not what they are. But the truth is, if you look at Golden State and you look at the Boston Celtics, there is one major reason why, and this is going to be controversial, but there is one reason why this series is tied 2-2. And it's the guy that wears number zero, Jason Tatum. Is he the only reason why? No. But is he the major reason why? Yes. So here I am, hours before game five tonight. I am challenging boldly Jason Tatum, wake up offensively. I need you to drive in the paint and assert your will, something that you haven't done much or well at all during this series. You're shooting 42% from three-point range. That's good. But there's one problem. From the two-point range, whether it's the mid-range jump shot or even driving driving in the hoop, uh, towards the hoop in in the lane, you're shooting 28% with some pretty egregious misses in terms of your layups. That just cannot happen. If there is ever a time that you needed Jason Tatum to really just step up huge during this NBA Finals, it is tonight's game. It's tonight. You need him to come up. You need him to come up huge. You need him to perform at a high level and not just wait for playoff Al or Marcus Smart, who is incredibly streaky, as we all know, to catch fire. You need your best player, that's Jason Tatum, to come up huge and perform huge. 
Because let me tell you something, folks. And I'm sure all of Celtics Nation already knows this already, but the Celtics have not won, or rather, they have not lost back-to-back games in how many months? Three months. You don't want to wait until now for that to be the case. Because, folks, you talk about putting yourself behind the A-ball. Ooh. You don't want that now. Jason Tatum, if you want to talk about someone who needs a huge game in response to what Steph Curry did in game four, I do think that you need Jason Tatum to assert, not just insert, but assert his dominance, his will, his will to attack the rim in this game now more than ever. Because at this point, I really believe it's one is more mental than physical at this point. Is he nipped up? Sure. But that's not an excuse at this point in the NBA Finals. Everybody's nicked up playing with something. That we know. But what you also do need from Tatum tonight is someone who is not afraid to not only initiate contact, but get to the free throw line and make your free throws. Because I'm at a point now where you have to be thinking to yourself, if you're a Celtics fan, enough is enough with the excuses, I got to play better, I got to be better. And that's nice that you're taking self-accountability. That's wonderful. But when are you going to actually do it? You see, when I hear Jason Tatum at the podium say, I got to do better, I got to play better, that's wonderful. Now, you've recognized the problem, now fix it. See, people feel as if that more times or not, it's good enough to just simply recognize that there's a problem. That's good. But until you recognize how to solve the problem and actually eradicate the issue once and for all, you're still going to have that same issue. And that's something that Tatum has to figure out and figure out fast. Because time is is not on his side. At bare minimum, including tonight's game, you got two more games. You got tonight's game and Thursday night's game six. And game seven, if necessary, if it gets to that point. So the challenge is on Tatum tonight. And I think the pressure is 100% on Tatum tonight. And that obviously goes without saying in regards to the the, the other key guys like Al Horford or Jalen Brown or or any of the key guys that are on the bench like Grant Williams or Derek White, that goes without saying. But my entire focus and my energy is directed towards Jason Tatum, and rightfully so, because he has had a very poor NBA Finals up until this point. But again, you never know what's going to change or how, how fast things can change. That's why, if you're a Celtics fan, your eyes are to be glued even more on Jason Tatum, on how he bounces back in Game 5 tonight. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the program. I'm here with you until 6 o'clock. It's going to be an abbreviated show today only because of some events that are that are taking place prior to Game 5 tonight that I have to attend. So 
I will be attending those events prior to Game 5, which is a 9 o'clock start, but the events are starting a little bit before 7, so I'm going to have to end the show a little earlier than anticipated today. So we're going to step aside and take a music break. Coming up next, my overall thoughts on Game 5 and what the Celtics need to do in order to win Game 5 and return back to Boston up three games to two. That and much more coming up next right here on the Shukri Wright Show. With yours truly, Shukri Wright, you are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch from Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Dr. Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis. Them legalized marijuana. Think fast. In the short time it takes to listen to this message, a small flame can turn into a big fire. Several minutes more, and thick, poisonous smoke may have filled your lungs and reduced your ability to respond. Give it five, and your entire home may be filled with flames. Keep breathing. We've got you. Don't let your world go up in smoke. Have working smoke alarms and keep heaters three feet away from anything that can burn. Learn more at usfa.fema.gov, because fire is everyone's fight.
Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Reform Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Number to call in is 855-915-9636. 855-915-9636 is number to call in to the show as I will be here until 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on an abbreviated edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. As we are getting ready for Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight, Celtics-Warriors tip-off just a little bit after 9 o'clock on ABC, ESPN Radio, and 98.5 FM, the Sports Hive. So, with all of that being said, Game 5 ahead tonight. We all know the importance of Game 5 in this series is. Especially for the Boston Celtics, in which they even admit themselves they should be up three games to one in this series right now, if not for a colossal meltdown in the fourth quarter of game number four. But that's neither here or there. The reality is that they're tied 2-2. They have a big game five that's staring down at them tonight in Golden State. So here are some of the things that I do believe that will be key for the Boston Celtics in order for them to get one win closer to their 18th NBA championship. So, again, the number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. First things first, let's start with the turnovers, please. Because if there's one thing that irritates the hell out of me is the fact that the turnovers have been a major issue during this series. It has. There's just no other way around it. And at this point in juncture, the Boston Celtics have to do a better job taking care of the basketball. And and that's the thing. And that's the reality as it pertains to the Boston Celtics. When they are 12 plus in terms of the turnover ratio, they have a losing record. To no surprise. You just can't win in the NBA, whether if it's regular season, postseason, or in the NBA Finals, turning over the basketball. And I've been beating this drum for a while when you talk about the Celtics and their ability to take care of the basketball. It's been rather maddening to watch throughout this entire series in which that the Boston Celtics have not been able to take care of the basketball at times. Hello, Marcus Smart. Let's start with you. You got to do a better job taking care of the basketball, and then also, more importantly, stop playing like a-holes. Stop playing like a-holes. And that particular sentiment is not just only directed to Marcus Smart, but to the entire team. But I'll get back to that in just a second. That's the, Number one is the turnovers. Because it blows my mind when we talk about how the Celtics have allowed themselves to be in a position that they're in now That is the fact that the Celtics have not at times done a good enough of a job taking care of the basketball. Yeah, you got to give credit to Andrew Wiggins, who's been key for the defense for the Warriors this series. You got to give credit to Draymond Green, of course, all-NBA defender. You got to give them, you got to give those credit as well. And Klay Thompson, who's a better defender than Steph Curry. You got to give them credit. Sure, absolutely. But bottom line is, you don't take care of the basketball. You give a team 
like Golden State that's got too many shooters and too many offensive weapons on the other side of the basketball court. It is equivalent to giving a really good offensive team in the NFL extra downs to play with or a really good offense in Major League Baseball extra outs to play with. You will eventually get burned. The Celtics haven't gotten burned just yet in terms of losing the NBA Finals, but if they're not careful, that will and can be the end result. So that's number one, managing the turnovers. Number two, now I'm going to really get into this one. Stop playing like a-holes. Is that much to ask for if you're the Boston Celtics? Because <laughs> where did I get that statement from? You, you heard it from, if I remember correctly, Grant Williams, who basically came out during one of the, one of the, um, the press conferences following Game 3 and basically told the guys to stop playing like a-holes. And, and you know what? For a little while in Game 4, the Boston Celtics did stop playing like a-holes. Until the fourth quarter with 7 minutes and 32 seconds remaining, they returned to playing like a-holes. And this is why that we're in the position that we're in, series tied two games apiece. See, I have maintained this belief going back to the Milwaukee series. The Celtics, when they're most dangerous, is when they're initiating contact. Why? Because overall, they are the bigger team. Jason Tatum, 6'9", 6'10". Al Horford, 7' tall. Robert Williams, 7 feet tall. It's not as if that this team doesn't have the size or the capability to drive in the lane towards the hoop and initiate contact to get to the free throw line. That's not what this is. Instead, what you're seeing is a bunch of guys setting themselves around the three-point line, not moving around, as it was said openly for everyone in here following game four, and everybody would just want to stop and settle for jump shots. A-hole basketball. When everybody stops moving around, stops moving around in the paint, and stop doing what they need to do, this is exactly how you lose games. The Celtics, they are not the Golden State Warriors. You're not going to outshoot the Golden State Warriors on the three-point line. I said this over the weekend. I said this on Saturday's show. And I've been beating this drum ever since. And I was on the air yesterday as well. You are not going to outshoot Golden State. That's just not going to happen. But what you need to do is to do a better job attacking the rim. Mismatch galore. When Tatum, uh, when Tatum is uh, attacking the rim, who in Golden State do you honestly think can stop him? Draymond? Maybe. But even then? No. Andrew Wiggins? Eh, not really. Kevon Looney? Maybe. But other than that, nobody. Nobody. When Al Horford is in the paint, he can't be a bit more aggressive than Draymond Green. So the point that I'm making is, if you're the Celtics, please, stop playing like a-holes. Stop settling for jump shots at the three-point line because that's exactly how you're going to lose games. And that's exactly what happened in game two. Celtics started off strong. And then in game two, towards the start of the second quarter, Warriors just took over. And they outshot the Celtics out of the gym. And that is precisely, that is precisely how it all worked for the Golden State Warriors. And it worked 
against the Boston Celtics against their own favor. That's number two. Number three, get the guys to move around and stop playing stationary basketball. Now, if you're listening, you're wondering, like, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that when you got guys like Grant Williams, Derek White on the, on the court playing alongside Peyton Pritchard and Marcus Munn is out there trying to uh, like facilitate the offense, please move around. Play like your feet are on fire. You know the song, Dance Maker Dance? <laughs> yeah, dance, move. Move your feet and move your ass around the court. I don't think that's much to ask for. If anything else, stop with this whole idea of ISO basketball and wish that one pass, shoot, clunker off the rim, rebound Golden State. Like, that's not going to work. You've got to move around and do a better job of moving around. Because I will tell you this much. You have to do a better job if you are the Boston Celtics of moving, especially inside the paint, and going after those second opportunity rebounds, those offensive rebounds are huge. Because if there's one area that I do think the Warriors have dominated in in this series, and that is offensive rebounds, second chance points. The Warriors are killing the Celtics in that department. And that leads me to point number four. Point number four is you got to do a better job with offensive rebounds. There is no reason in my mind that the Celtics are being outmuscled at times along the boards. No reason. Like, you got to do a better job with the offensive rebounds and as well as rebounding overall. Because that is an area that I do think the Celtics have really struggled against in this series. Like, I give, cre- I give credit and respect to Kevon Looney. I give respect to Andrew Wiggins. I give respect to um, like to, to basically like, like Jordan Poole and whatnot. But you know what? Come on. To me, it's absurd. It is truly absurd how the Boston Celtics, they are not, they're not, as I like to say, uh, they're not intentional enough to go after the like the, the offensive rebounds. They're just not. It's almost as if like, oh, Golden State will either attack the rim or shoot their deep shot off the rim. No good. Someone from Golden State is there to get the rebound and create second chance opportunities. You just can't win basketball games that way. You just can't. The number to call into the program is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the program as I'm here with you until 6 o'clock. And we have hit another break. It is now 5.35 p.m. Eastern time here on this Monday afternoon on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM. WMFO in Medford. Coming up next... There is something to be said from this past weekend that I took note of that I think will have major implications down the stretch in Major League Baseball as it pertains to the Boston Red Sox and the American League East. I want to tell you my thoughts exactly on what that is on the other side of this break. This is Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk Free Farm Radio. 
streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
close at hand Creatures crawl in search of blood To terrorize your neighborhood And whosoever shall be found Without the soul for getting down Must stand and face the hounds of hell And rot inside a corpse's shell to the Shippy Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Reform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show. As I'm here with you for another 15 minutes up until just a little bit before 6 o'clock as the show will conclude about an hour early today. Again, if you're just tuning in for the first time, it is because I have an event to attend just before Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight, which is out in San Francisco. But, in fact, I figure that now would be a good time to to like to actually open the curtains up a little bit. I want to share with you this particular uh, story. Because, if anything, I've become a really big believer in, in utilizing my platform... To, to to teach and as well as to inform and as well as to to share tidbits and lessons that I'm learning even in, even in my own journey and whatnot. And that is, you just never know who's watching or who's looking at what you produce content-wise or even what you're doing in terms of your grind. You just never know. So, about a couple of days ago, it was just, this happened over the weekend. I had gotten contacted by one of the um, one of the content creating groups in Boston, purely Boston. Many of you may have heard of them already and have or have seen them post up either on TikTok or on Instagram and so forth. And they reached out to me and they said, hey, um, listen, a bit we've been a big fan of yours for a while now and we would love to invite you to a, a content creating um, event in which, in which that you'll have the opportunity to meet other content creators in Boston, the, the most notable and most well known in Boston, and we want you there. 
and I accepted the invitation. And simply put, the point is, is that you don't know who was impacting. You don't know who needs to your content. And I saw a video by Eric Thomas, the legendary uh, motivational speaker. And he said, he said that you don't know who needs your, your content, who needs the things that you produce. In my case, if it's whether if it's videos on TikTok and Twitter or my radio shows or podcasts and so forth, you don't know who may need it and when. In fact, one of my one of my viewers, and I'm talking about Eric Thomas, is what he said in the video. One of my uh, my uh, fans told me that they used his videos to help cope with the death of their son, and that hit me. It hit me hard because, like, for someone to say that, you know what, we enjoy your content so much that we use it as a coping mechanism to grieve, that says a lot. It, it really does. So when I was invited out to the event, I said, absolutely, I want to go. Um, it starts at 7, but I was asked to, to come early, so I figure, let me go. I'm not going to turn it down and, you know, show up a little early and just just enjoy the evening. You know, it's, it's a big evening ahead, you know, in terms of the Boston Celtics, Game 5 of the NBA Finals, Series tied at 2-2, you know, interact, meet new people, see where the night goes. But my point to you, to the listener, and for anyone else that's listening out there, grind. Grind. You got to be willing to take chances on yourself because no one else is going to take chance on you, right? So grind. Put in the work. Put it out there. Don't worry about... What the naysayers are gonna say? Don't worry about if your family thinks that. Why, like, why is this guy um, uh, putting himself out there like this? What is this guy doing? If people don't understand, fine, don't let them understand. But if they ask to understand better, then you explain why you do what you do. You gotta have your why. You gotta have your your reason as to why you do the things that you do. So, with all that being said, I got an event to attend, so I gotta in the show in about 10 minutes so we're going to talk about something that i noticed over the weekend in retains to baseball that really got my attention and really got me thinking as to how it could potentially impact the boston red sox as we move forward here in the month of june and potentially into the second half of the major league baseball regular season now the boston red sox they return back home tonight as they are going to begin a a homestand after a lengthy ro- a road trip out west. In fact, the yep, they, they start their homestand tomorrow. As a matter of fact, so they have the series against the Oakland A's. It's a three gamer, and then as well as a three game series against the St. Louis Cardinals in as an interleague uh, matchup, and then another. Uh, three-game series against the Detroit Tigers. So that's a nine-game homestand coming up for the Boston Red Sox. So I was thinking the Red Sox, they had a pretty good road trip out west. They did. And I was thinking the Yankees have been absolutely on fire. And notice this is the, the, the byproduct of the last couple of weeks or days. They have been historically dominant. 
And I watched that series, you know, when I could between the Cubs and the Yankees. And it occurred to me that although the Red Sox have made a really nice turnaround themselves, and you got to give them a lot of credit for that, but the truth is, is that the Boston Red Sox, if they are going to compete this October against the Yankees, who basically at this point they're guaranteed to face off against, they're going to have to make some serious moves at the trade deadline. The question is going to become, will Bloom actually make those moves? And not just the moves that are just rather low cost or cheap and so forth, but the moves, make the right moves that's going to help the Red Sox. And I talked about this yesterday on the radio program in which that their bullpen is my biggest worry. The starting rotation, could it use some improvements? Yes, absolutely. But the bullpen is the biggest worry. In fact, yesterday, Rafael Devers proved yet again why the Boston Red Sox would be absolutely mistaken if they did not extend Devers when his contract expires. And a two-strike pitch. There's a drive out to left field. That's deep. Winker's back at the wall, and it's gone! Raphael going opposite field. A two-run shot, and the Red Sox have the lead in the eighth inning, number 14 for Devers. Well, they don't get much bigger than this for Raffy Devers. Again, after Rip Snyder gets hit by the pitch, Red Sox get a chance to get Devers to the plate against a right-hander. Scoreless game here in the eighth with two outs. No shortage of drama here in Seattle the last couple of days. It's the second time Maz that he has faced Paul Seawald. He's homered against him each time. And a cart ride with the Red Sox leading two to nothing. I mean, this is his clutch. This ball's off the plate. Up and away, 94, but with Raphael Devers, anything within six inches of the plate's in the strike zone. How many times we've seen that? Maz, it's nowhere near being a strike, and he hit it out of the ballpark. This is a danger with him. And that's exactly what it sounded like Dave O'Brien and Tony Maserati on the call on Nesson yesterday afternoon. Devers has been absolutely incredible. But you want to know what else has, that has been also incredible as well? The Yankees getting Matt Carpenter, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals. I had a chance to watch him play over the weekend, and I couldn't help but to, but to think and feel that with Carpenter now with the Yankees, it gives them depth. But you also wonder how it impacts the Boston Red Sox. Yes, they went out. And they got Rob Refsnyder, who made that nice diving catch in yesterday's ball game. But you just have to wonder how much of a wagging that the, that the New York Yankees are. And even though the Boston Red Sox have been on a bit of a run themselves, they have actually made little to no gain in the standings whatsoever in the American League East. And that's just something to consider when you begin to really think about and ponder upon where this Boston Red Sox team is. 
I'm not saying that the Red Sox are completely dead in the water. But what I am sincerely saying, and I'm speaking unbiasedly here, is the Red Sox, as impressive a turnaround as it's been for them, the Yankees in their own division just actually may very well be better than them right now. From top to bottom. Pitching, by far the best in the major leagues. Bullpen. It's so deep, it's actually embarrassing for the rest of the American League East, let alone the rest of the American League and Major League Baseball. But what I am saying is, if the Red Sox are going to seriously contend in October, and I think that they will and they can, I do wonder what are some of the moves and the decisions that Bloom is going to have to make in order to ensure that it happens. Because there is something special going on right now and as it pertains to what the Yankees are doing and as well as what the Red Sox are doing. But you could be as hot as anybody right now as a team for the Boston Red Sox and still make up very little to no ground in the AL East. They went into the weekend back, I think it was 10 games back of the of the New York Yankees. As of right now, they're 12 and a half games back. And they had a pretty good series against the Seattle Mariners. So what does that tell you? That in itself should tell you an awful lot. <laughs> but here we are. We're approaching mid-June. We're now entering mid-June, that is. It is June 13th. And the Boston Red Sox are now beginning to beginning to find ways to win, grind out wins, which is a great sign for the team. But you got to wonder, when the Yankees do come to town next month, and they are, the weekend of July 7th through the 10th, that's going to be a four-game series. That is going to be a truly fascinating showdown. And who knows where the Yankees will be or the Red Sox will be in the, in the division and are in the standings by that point but my goodness it is absolutely astounding to see that the Boston Red Sox have been as as good as they've been and yet still make up absolutely very little ground in the American League East (laughs) amazing right it sure is so with that being said, we got a couple of minutes left in the program. So I figured now would be a good time to give you my final thoughts brought to you by yours truly. Shukri Rights here at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. And that is the Boston Red Sox. They have, they have, they have really come back from the dead. But are they all the way back? I'm not entirely sure. Only time will tell. But on to bigger matters, the Boston Celtics, they could truly ill afford to fall back three games to two against this Warriors team. They don't want to do that. Not against this championship caliber team that has experience and has played in the NBA Finals before. That's not a road that they want to travel down. So this is a massive game tonight. 
Game 5, Celtics at Warriors, 9 o'clock. Wonder how many of you are going to stay up to watch it. Astros, Astros, heck, will be up late. I'll be out with friends watching the game, as a matter of fact. But it's going to be fun. But I will admit that I am a little nervous. Not because of lack of faith in this team, but rather because I just think that for the first time in this series, the Boston Celtics really blew a golden opportunity. How are the Celtics going to respond to that? We'll find out in just three short hours. But as for right now, I'm going to log off this program. Hopefully, I will be back tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at ShukriWrites. I'm actually inching closer to 10,000 followers on Twitter. Follow me at ShukriWrites. It's at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. Follow me there for the latest updates as to when the next edition of the ShukriWrites show will be. Again, As I, I hope that I will be back on tomorrow, but we'll see how tomorrow goes. So, until then... This is me signing off. This is Shooky Wright. Have a wonderful Monday night. Be safe wherever you are, wherever you're going to be heading to to watch games, Game 5 of the NBA Finals, Celtics-Warriors. I will talk to you hopefully tomorrow, but follow me on Twitter or TikTok for the latest content and updates. Talk to you later, guys. Peace out.